We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. ACF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 4-3. Ottawa Senators over the Rangers right now. Still a good match. <laughs> About 15 minutes left in the third period. Keith McPherson on the fan inside the 9 o'clock hour. Taking your calls, talking sports, uh, even reminiscing a little bit. We were going back to 2020 and 2021 thinking about how lame that was and how warped that was in the sports world and just in our world in general. But how blessed we are now in 2023 to be walking into this spring. Spring is in 18 days. Opening day is in 28 days. In like a month and a half, less, we'll get the NBA playoffs. You'll have the Knicks in the playoffs. The Nets most likely will be in the play-in slash playoffs. You'll have the Rangers in the playoffs. You'll have the Devils in the playoffs. And maybe the Islanders as well. We're about to have March Madness. And the conference tournaments. Right now, the NFL Combine is going on. We'll have the NFL Draft. Like, you know, it's a good time to be a New York sports fan. Good time to be a sports fan. And that's tough. Ottawa scores again. It's five three. Now they're uh, rolling a bit. They've they've figured it out as of uh, late. Come on, let's see. I know my Devils fans are like, good, good. <laughs> the Devils fans are like, yeah, <laughs> five three. Down with the rags. Beat him. Beat him on the first night that Patrick Kane makes his debut for the Rangers. 877-337-6666. At Keith McPherson on Twitter. If you can't get through on the phone, I just put out a picture on Twitter. I said back in 2021 when they had caution tape on the bleachers, 10% capacity in Yankee Stadium. We were just talking about how warped everything was from 2020 into 2021 in sports in the world. Strange times. I hope we never repeat. And, uh, bro, like being in the stadium is like a weird dream. Like Yankee Stadium with 10% capacity. I don't even know. The capacity is like 50,000. <laughs> so, 
you know, when the Astros came to town, I, and I remember they like slowly raised it, but I believe when the Astros came to town, it was still 10% capacity. I got to scroll back in my phone and try and find those videos and those pictures. But uh, you would think that it was full capacity the way we were going in uh, for the Astros. Yeah, I do have some of those videos still on my phone. I have to uh, put them on my Twitter next break. But yeah, you know, I still have weird dreams of being in Yankee Stadium with not, you know, 40, 50,000 people and seats roped off and caution tape and no line for the bathroom, the bathroom not being destroyed and, you know, the Yankees playing, but it was weird. Like I said, that I remember that year buying the first like 11 or 12 games out for the month because I was just so starved, uh, you know, not going to any games in 2020. I tried to get ahead of things and just buy out the whole month from the Yankees. Uh, shout out to my guy, Batista. He ended up, you know, connecting uh, me with the with the decent price to just be, I think we were just, you know, buying those tickets out first come, first serve, not knowing what the resale market would be. I remember having a thought that, hey, if it's only 10% capacity, these, these are going to be hot tickets. But when you look back and you think about it, right, we were coming out of a pandemic, You you had to have a negative COVID test to get into the building. That stopped a lot of people from showing up. It wasn't that crazy, you know, to get a ticket to get into Yankee Stadium. I definitely overpaid. But whatever, it was worth it. It sucked. The Yankees were not were not good. We were watching Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber couldn't get out of the fourth inning. Right? We were happy if Corey Kluber got to the fourth inning that year. Well, in the beginning of the year. Joe is in Sheep's Head Bay. What's up, Joe? You're on the fan. You got it. What's up, Keith? How's it going? Congratulations on your son. Thank you very much. Keith, I, I, I just want to know if Cashman and, and the sign brothers have this figured out. They bring these kids up at 24, 25 years old. They, they're they on their rookie contract, and then they don't, they don't got to pay them at 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, the way it we've, looks. We've seen that across the league and other teams. That Like, it's a trend. You bring these young guys up. Like, look at the Braves. The Braves bring these young guys up. They get a taste of the bigs, and they're like, all right, you want to sign an extension? Look at Michael Harris. Mm-hmm. Why yep. can't the Yankees do that? They fumbled it with, with Judge completely. Judge 100%. was an older prospect. They should have had yep. Judge locked up after his rookie season. Okay, the guy bursts on the scene. It's 52 home runs, 53. I forget the number. I know Pete Alonso beat his number and uh, yeah. wins rookie of the year, wins a home run derby. Instead, they're like, oh, let's see if he can do it again. Let's see if he can stay healthy. Yeah, we, we put the judges' chambers in Section 104 for the guy. Already crowned him the next captain, the next great Yankee legend. But, uh, you know, we'll wait and end up costing ourselves an extra $150 million to sign him when he hits free agency. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, definitely. Keith, pleasure talking to you, man. You're great, man. Thanks Have for the call, one, Joe. Man. Let's go Yanks. I mean, I can't wait to get back in the stadium. Can't wait till opening day. I'm hoping my son doesn't pop up on opening day. Don't do it. <laughs> like let me let me get let me get to opening day, bro. I'm I'm gonna step out and uh be a dad and you know, see what that's like. But I, I wanna go to opening day. I don't wanna be in a hospital on opening day. Knock on wood and all that. April. He's supposed to be born. I think the expected date is like mid April, like the 14th, 15th, 16th. I think those are the dates that we've gotten. I think he's going to be here a little earlier. Um, in the beginning, I was definitely, like, shook. Like, oh, man, like, 
I'm going to miss the start of the baseball season, but I don't know. I've prayed on it, and I've talked to a lot of people here at WFAN and, and you know, people that are more experienced than me, right, people that have multiple kids, and they're like, you'll be fine. Step out. Be a dad. Take care of your wife. Take care of your son. Enjoy the time. It goes fast. So, like, I'm not worried about missing the season now. I'll be watching the games. I won't be on air every night, um, but that's okay. I'm I'm super excited for this, uh, you know, fatherhood and and this experience of uh, bringing home a newborn baby and, you know, watching my, my son turn into a, a, a little kid. Like, you know, you work your whole life, or at least me, I tried to do it, you know, my way, which was, you know, work till I got to a point, my wife as well, work till we got to a point where we felt like we could afford a kid, where we, you know, had uh, the means to bring a kid into this world. We, we didn't want our, our kid to uh, struggle or, or go without so I'm not so much like paranoid about like missing uh, my airtime, my shows, or missing out on going to games. I, I feel blessed, and uh, I can't thank everybody enough. I, I know people are gonna call and and uh, wish me well and and say congratulations, but and the outpour of support, you know, I, I kind of kept the secret for seven months, eight months, and uh, you know, talking to Craig and uh, Evan, and, or talking to Evan and sitting in for Craig. And, you know, they're talking about kids and, you know, they always, you know, Big Mac and, and Evan are always talking about their sons. And we were talking about snow days. And I'm like, all right, I can't I can't sit here and pretend like I like I'm not expecting. Um, and since, you know, we put that information out on Monday, man, I've gotten a ton of messages. Uh, people have blown up my baby registry. I know my wife's excited about that because I wasn't posting the baby registry. Yeah, She's been posting it. And I think I put it on my like close friends on Instagram. But, you know. So many people have shown love and reached out, and, and I'm I'm overwhelmed with the support. I, I, I can't wait to uh, see what this is like. But I'm also excited for the season, all right? I'm, I'm excited for every season. I think I've told you guys that I'm not hating on Josh Donaldson anymore. I'm not hating on IKF, and I'm not hating on on uh, IKF by saying I just don't understand what, like, the point. What, what would be the point of him starting at shortstop opening day? There's no juice there. There's no excitement in that especially if you're going to have Josh Donaldson right next to him and potentially Aaron Hicks right behind him. If you want fans to be excited and pumped up, I get it that you're going to try and keep Anthony Volpe down, but he he's not going to let you. Like if you if you're paying attention and uh you know, shout out to the Volpe family, Michael Volpe, his, his wife, they're great people. I've been able to connect with them and and you know, meet them and I actually got to reach out to Michael. He's super solid and you know, Volpe, Anthony he's a prodigy. You're not going to be able to keep him down, right? You you can send him to Somerset. You can send him to AAA. And then when he dominates at that level and, you know, people start talking about this kid, like Peraza was dominating last year, the whole season. And it took a while for the Yankees to finally bring him up. They were so stuck on IKF. I don't know what it is about IKF that they, like, you you trade for the guy after he got traded. You you keep forcing the guy after like after he has error after error after error he's got the yips can't make the routine plays. You're telling us in the post game how great he is, how he's one of the top defenders. Like, what you passed on all of these top shortstops, and I understood that. I understand you passing on, uh, you know, Manny Machado or Corey Seager or Trevor Story or any of these guys, Francisco Lindor, whoever, there were so many top shortstops, um, I'm forgetting, you know, Xander Bogarts, all these guys that are, that were available over the last couple of years, Javi Baez, I understood the Yankees passing up on, you know, back-to-back top shortstop classes because we have two shortstops waiting in the wings. 
in Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe. But at this point, right, a stopgap, it's supposed to be a, it's a two-year gap. I don't think it's a two-year gap. You were forced to use Oswald Peraza in the ALCS. <laughs> you couldn't use your stopgap shortstop in the biggest moment of your season. So let him be a utility guy. Let him be a bench guy. Let us see Oswald Peraza, and if he can't do it, Volpe's going to be mashing. Volpe's going to be making plays. You hear Big Mac talking about his footwork? Like that's a, We're watching this kid in spring training, and he has all the tools. He has all the intangibles. Defensively, we've watched him make plays. Okay, he feels the ball. There's a runner going from second to third. He throws it to third. He, he, you know, he gets the out at third. He's running to cover the bag. They end up making the double play. It's like, we, we don't, what else do we need to see? We know that they're going to manipulate the service time and they don't want to fast track him. But if you want to add juice to opening day, man, press the button already. We, we're ready. We're ready. And all the, all the hype and whatever. I don't know. I just, if, if it's me, I get it that you're paying all these guys a lot of money or whatever, but. Man, this young energy, the new baby bombers, right? And this is the last thing I'll say. We'll go back to the calls. 877-337-6666. We're talking Rangers. We're talking Knicks. We're talking Yankees, Mets, all of the New York teams in sports. The last thing I'll say is, like, you got all these older guys you're paying money to. um, And, you know, Judge, right, out of the baby bombers, Greg Bird and Gary Sanchez, (laughs) like, they, they failed. Miguel Andujar and... They failed. You got Aaron Judge out of that, and you failed to sign him for the low. You ended up paying top dollar for him. Whatever. You got it. You're rich. You can afford it. But And, and I'll, I'll throw Severino in there, too, who's in a contract year. We'll see what they end up paying Sevy. Severino counts from the baby bombers. But now there's, like, a new energy, right? There's new baby bombers. We're seeing them. Volpe, Peraza, Cabrera. We want to see them. I think that's what these veterans need i remember cabrera coming up and he was just smiling from ear to ear he was happy just to be in the show in the big stadium and that youthful exuberance that young energy that young feeling of just being grateful you get an opportunity it's infectious it makes guys like john carlos stanton realize hey i've been doing this for a long time i need to take advantage it makes guys like josh donaldson realize hey I've been doing this a long time. I don't have that much time left. Let's see it. Let the kids play. Chris is down in Monmouth County. That's the home spot. That's where I'm from. On the fan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Keith. How are you? Thanks for taking the call. All the best with your newborn. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So listen, 46 years old, diehard Knicks fan. Love the Knicks. But before I go to the Knicks, I wanted to make a Stephen A. point, but I also wanted to say, if you remember during the pandemic, when that thing happened with Rudy Gobert, and then they were interviewing LeBron a couple of days later, he very fast said, I'm not playing in front of any, I'm not playing in an empty stadium, yep. empty arena. Nobody knew, man. A lot of people but made But then he mistakes. won the championship. Yeah. In the empty <laughs> arena, that's why I kind of don't look at that with validity right there. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I get it. No, I'm it, glad it, you, you brought gotta that. Compete. I'm glad you brought that up because LeBron is hilarious. LeBron did say, oh, I'm not playing in front of no fans. And then Eight. maybe the last ring he ever wins is the bubble Mickey Mouse I, ring. Listen, I got to be honest. I mean, he did it for the Heat. He did it for the Cavs. And that's terrific. And the Lakers thing, they won great. But, again, I played ball the other night on a Monday night in a gym. 
there's no fanfare, right? You go to the you're playing for the fans, but either way. So before my next point, Stephen A. You know it's lonely at the top, and when you're at the top, sometimes you're supposed to be doing all the right things every single time. And he's messed up before, like other callers have said. But you mentioned he went to the Nets game. He's getting booed, this and that, or whatever. Like the thing about it is, man, that's because he's made it. I mean, when you get booed, you made it. You know, like that's it. And yeah, he's got to do better. But again, I think the guy's had some career. I fought him since the Philadelphia Inquirer and whatnot. And and, and he's just. I almost don't take him too seriously because it's just that it's a stick. It's a character. Right. But I mean, the the guy, when I was like, when Shaq and Kobe were it, like he was right there with those guys. He had them on his show all the time. He was the, he was the man. So, but either way, I, I know what you're saying, but anyway, the guy's getting booed when you're booed, like an A-Rod, like any, like anyone who's good, like a KD and I'm a Nick fan, you made it right. And that's what you want to get to. You want to be booed in a way. Um, I called you like right when you started, and I said to you, Knicks were struggling, and I said to you, Keith, the garden is not meant for a struggling, rebuilding team. And you said to me, oh, the garden, it doesn't mean anything, blah, 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 blah. But you just said it now, like two hours ago, it does mean something. So could you at least say the garden matters? Well, things have certainly changed. Um, (laughs) The garden wasn't giving them any advantage when they weren't good. The garden wasn't alive when they weren't good. Now that is, that is definitely, definitely, I, definitely true. I would say to you, you're a Yankee fan. Like the Yankees are not meant to be a rebuilding team ever, and that's because you're the Yankees, the Yankee Stadium, and that's what I would always say yeah, about the Knicks. You're in New York. You have a ton of fans, so a ton of resources, a ton of money. You should be able to field a competitive team. That's why when I hear you know, and I don't want to talk about Cashman, but when I hear Cashman. These guys act like it's a crapshoot. And that it's hard to win. It's like uh, I don't know, bro. You have an advantage over like the, the one thing other I say about the Yankees is these guys are in the playoffs every single year. They are consistency every year. You want to win the championship, but not every team is going to win every year. I mean, listen, if I'm a Knicks fan and you're a Nets fan, you and I will take the Yankees not win, take those teams not winning a championship, but in the playoffs every year, deep in the playoffs, all day to Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you got to beat in the playoffs to win a championship. I just I just hate when they act like, you know, it's good enough that they make the postseason. Oh, yeah, you know, it didn't go our way. It's like, yeah, but look at what you were doing. You had different lineups every game. You were depending on rookies. You couldn't go with the, the shortstop that was the apple of your eye. And uh, should, again, they, you couldn't right hit. About that. You, again, you couldn't hit. Right so it's like, you know, they, they, make, they make that excuse after they fail when there are other reasons that you failed besides it being just a random thing. Can I can I make a correlation to the Nets real quick? Mm-hmm. So I'm not a Nets fan. I mean, when I when I think of the Nets, I think of the New Jersey Nets. To be honest with you, I think Brooklyn Nets they are what they are. But I almost feel like 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 KD and Kyrie were like squatters in your house, right? They took over your house that you liked, that you wanted to live in, but you were away for a little bit, and then you couldn't get into the house, and then they leave. And now you're left with a good team because you got really good talented players and you guys do hit threes. And now you've got to like rebuild. And now they're going to Phoenix and he's going to maybe get to the finals. And then you got Kyrie will get deep in the playoffs because they got, they got Luca. So it's almost like the Nets, and I'm not a Nets fan at all. They don't deserve that. The Nets are almost where the Knicks are now where they were with Atkinson where they could have been what the Knicks are now if they stayed the course. But listen, you're always going to take the star, right, in the NBA. 
Yeah, it's it's the the most out of all of the leagues. It's the most player driven league where like this player empowerment thing. It is hundred percent true. Like I was watching, I think Callan Cowherd today talk about how Anthony Davis was pain free, but he just didn't play. And it's like, what is going on in the league where it's like these guys, Katie and Kyrie. They looked at the Nets like, oh, they got a slot for two max contract players. We should have known that this was never going to work because they forced the Nets Keith, to take on DeAndre right. Jordan's contract. You're that right. was that was you're the right first on. that was the first like red flag. And then along hey, Keith, the way, right. you know, they just abused the organization, right? Katie, they, 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 they paid they really Katie did. to sit on a they, bench they, while they, he was rehabbing the whole first year. They re- they really took a lot of disrespect to the fan of that team. Now, I'm not a Nets fan, but they re- and to the NBA. And then you mentioned AD. I mean, listen, I'm an NBA fan forever. The game has changed. I love the 90s and the physicality. But I, I understand what the game is today. But when you have the t- Anthony Davis as one of the top 100 players of all time, and, I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's a farce. And you don't have even, even Tracy McGrady. Should be over Vince him. Vince Carter is not is, on that list. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm saying Vince Carter too. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Vince Sanity. I think what happens is like anything else. Like so, listen, you you did you weren't alive in '94. I'm 46. Of course I was. That was in my heyday. I loved every minute of it. But it's like you kind of you you have like the memory of right now, and that's when you go back and you see the clips of Michael Jordan, and you see I'll even go you you see the clips of Charles Barkley, and then you say, ah, now I get it. And I'm telling you, like a Draymond Green always putting those guys down. Draymond, you're no Dennis Rodman. You're never going to be Dennis Rodman. And 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 I'm sorry, man. Like you got to get with it. Show so that's like Reddick saying about Larry Bird. Man, you you watch Larry Bird? Forget about it. This guy was he was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Either way, I appreciate the time. Good luck with everything, and uh, go Knicks. Thanks, Chris. It's impossible to compare errors, especially in basketball. You know, everybody's got a case. Um, but what I'll say about, you know, the Nets is, like, they got what they deserve. They got what they signed up for. It's a cautionary tale. And for the Nets fans, who I deal with on a daily basis, they're left confused. They're mad at the owner. They're mad at the G- GM. They're mad at Kyrie. They're mad at KD. They're mad at other Nets fans. They're mad at the players on the team. They're mad at Ben Simmons. Well, just going to have to stay mad for the rest of the season. Uh, we had our little window, and they won nothing. Ultimately, they dragged the organization, they abused their power, and they won nothing. I saw in, in my Talking Nets chat today that Katie and Kyrie played 74 games together. And when I say that the Nets had to do that, right, they had to bring those guys in. They had the opportunity. You have two superstars that want you. As Nets fans, we know what it feels like to not be wanted by superstars and free agents. That's why they moved the team from East Rutherford to Brooklyn for greener pastures, hoping that, hey, we could present a better-looking arena and organization to attract the top talent. Cautionary tale. Look what happened with this KD Kyrie 7-Eleven saga. It, it, it wasn't all. It was cracked up to be the juice was not worth the squeeze congratulations to the Knicks fans that dodged that bullet and now you have a team where you picked up Jalen Brunson you picked up Julius Randle those guys want to be Knicks those guys seem to care about the culture and the fan base and now you can build around that 877-337-6666 this is KM to AM I'll be right back oh yeah now we're on the second half of a five-hour KM to AM. Let's hit the phones. 877-337-6666. I think we're talking baseball for the most part. Mets, Yankees, 
There's a lot of buzz around this upcoming season with the changes, the pitch out rule, the pitch clock rule, the bigger bases, the different schedule where you play everyone. And obviously right here in New York, we're excited about a couple new faces on both sides and some young talent on both sides. And there's a lot of chatter coming out of spring training about who should be where, who should be starting, what young guys should be playing, what old guys maybe shouldn't be playing. And I want to hear from you. So call me up. We'll hit the phones. I've said enough. Time is burning on me. The Ottawa Senators are up 4-3. So I guess that other goal got called back. Keeping my eye on it. There's three and a half minutes left. Maybe the Rangers can tie it up, potentially steal this one. Um, But we're moving along with the show, talking baseball for the next little bit. And then as we get later in the night, it turns into open mic taking your calls on whatever sports topics of discussion are on your mind. I know the Combine's going on. I will get some nuggets from that. Um, I know that everybody's still speculating on Daniel Jones's contract and Saquon Barkley's contract, but honestly, we don't have anything to really go off besides you know Joe Shane's comments and what people think. And then obviously, we, we've tabled the Aaron Rodgers talk, the uh, Jets quarterback situation for the most part. We, we have nothing really to add to that either. So let's talk to the fans that call the fan. Appreciate you guys. Let's get right back into it with Ray in Rockland County. What's up, Ray? Hey, Keith. How are you? Thanks for taking the call. I'm great. Thanks for joining us. So uh, anyhow, um, I was listening to Tiki and Tyranny uh, like I do in the daytime, and I try to catch you later on in the evening. And uh, Tyranny, um, you were saying stuff that just didn't make any sense. I remember when uh, when uh, Cohen bought the team, you know, and they get the new GM. Uh, they're talking about the, you know, going going heavy in free agency until they can develop the farm, which is what they're doing now. They got the fifth best farm system in a, in, a, in baseball this year, and now they're talking about well, this new kid Mauricio, although he wasn't high up on the list, coming out of nowhere, uh, he doesn't have a position with Lindor. You know, he's going to be trade bait. You know, what we're hearing and what we're seeing, you know, he's got he's got five tools. He's could hit for power. Uh, even though, um, you know, you got Lindor over there. You know, you can either move. Uh, why, why get rid of uh, a five-tool guy that's only 21 years old when perhaps you can move him to third base if Beatty doesn't work out or you can move Beatty to the outfield or maybe Mauricio to the outfield. You, you can send him down this year. Practice them in the outfield the whole year to see what you got. And if you're going to have a stopgap with all these high-priced free agents, and you can't think, you can't sign everyone to 10-year contracts at $300 million, which is what they're looking at, um, you got to re- rely on your farm system. So why would you give up on these rookies? They're like, maybe Beatty goes, maybe Mauricio goes. Um it doesn't make any sense. And and why are uh, we talking about trading these kids when like there's no glaring need right now? Absolutely, yeah. They already got him as trade bait for the trade deadline. It just infuriates me when I hear this. Um, if he, you know, he could be the next guy seven years from now that everybody wants to give three hundred and fifty million, or by then it'll be five hundred million dollars. So if you hold on to these guys, and maybe they're the next stars, you know, come seven years from now. Uh, the big stars in the league. Look what the Braves have been doing. Um, so stop giving up on, on your young talent, which is what they've been doing. They got rid of Armstrong for Baez. Look how that worked out. Um, you you got to hold on to your, to your, to these, 
And that was before Billy Epler. I'll, I'll jump in here with you. You know, I, I feel like there were a lot of people that were upset with Billy Epler at the trade deadline last year, feeling like he didn't do enough to get a DH or help in the bullpen, but he already had an eye on the future. I think with Steve yeah. Cohen, he's spoken about, you know, trying to be competitive and winning now, signing these big deals with a lot of money but shorter term to make the team competitive now, but also having an eye on developing young guys and, uh, you know, being competitive in the future without as many heavy price tags. You can do right. both. And that's why I said the rich get richer. Steve Cohen has some of the biggest contracts, has the highest payroll or whatever, but then he's also got some young talent that they're trying to force their way into the lineup, into the opening day roster. It's good problems to have. Right. And and I tried to get through to, to, to the call this afternoon with Tyranny. I was going to tell him exactly what you said. But of course, I, I didn't have my chance, so I, um, I'm excited. I got an uh, opportunity to talk to you. But yeah, I mean, you give these high price free agents, you know, short term deals, develop the farm system. So when they're ready, like now or next year, you're ready to go. Or else, what are you going to do? Find another guy for 10 years and another guy for 10 years. And, and before you know it, five years down the road, when these guys age out, but you still got five years on the contract. You know, what's your team going to look like then? It's going to look like junk. So. Yeah, but they're they're setting this up that the Mets are not going to look like junk. You know, they're they're going to be competitive. You have an owner that can spend in the short term to make you one of the best teams in baseball until these young guys are ready, and then you'll start seeing those contracts coming off the books, but you'll still be in play for the Shohei Otanis of the world and the other big free agents to fill the gaps, to fill the holes. But when you look at the Mets, that's why I said, why are we talking about trading these young kids when there's no real glaring need? Like, right. let, let these kids develop, and, you know, service time manipulation is a real thing. Uh, I know, you know, people don't want to say that that goes on, uh, organizations don't want to claim that's what they're doing, but they are. It's, I mean, it's beneficial to them. And if well, there's no spot they for, out, well, lucky they didn't do that with Alonzo because they were going to try to hold him down, and they, they look needed what they him. They, at yeah, the time, they, they 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 certainly needed him. But uh, yeah, I, uh, you and I are on the same page. I just hope they don't just get a Mauricio for no apparent reason other than he had doesn't have a position. But what do you think about this idea? If, if he's a 5-2 player and he could only play shortstop just for argument's sake, why not try to ask next year, not this year, Lindor. He, Lindor's already got his money. He's already got his $335 million. Why not ask Lindor if he could move to third base to make move for, for uh When, for when would you have him move from shortstop? He's he, He's gonna be he's gonna be fine at shortstop and actually better than fine one of the better defensive shortstops in the league for a few more years. I don't think they're gonna move Lindor to third for a a, a Ronnie Mar uh, Mauricio. I, I think Lindor's that's why you signed him right so that you had that position locked down. He's gonna be that guy for the next few years. They'll figure it out with these guys if they got to play the outfield or DH. You know, there's gonna be room. And, and the last thing I've, I'll add on and I've said it already tonight. It's a long season. There's injuries. Guys are going to get hurt. And as soon as somebody gets hurt, they're not necessarily looking to make a trade. They're looking to make a call-up. And it's good to have some guys that you know can play at this level or that you expect to make an impact at this level kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah, well, I agree. So I hope we don't keep here and all these people. Even I watched the the, the, uh, the SMY at, uh, at, at night. Um, Baseball night in New got, York? Got, yeah, you got Salicato always talking about getting rid of uh, Ronnie. Uh, 
he he could be trade bait. Uh, well, you know what it is. It's it's because of the hype around him, right? The Dominican Winter League MVP. He's he's hit three bombs in spring cha- training. The first two weeks, it's like, oh, sell high, sell high, sell on him now. But no, this could be your your future or part of your future. And okay, if he is a shortstop, third baseman, maybe he can learn to play the outfield. Maybe he could DH if there's guys in front of him. But I just I feel like Billy Epler. He he showed you. He showed you last year that he's not in a rush yeah. to trade these top prospects. And and I and I and, and I and I'm hoping that's the way they go because uh, you know I I I've been a, I've been a Mets fan my entire life. You know, I'm almost 60 years old, and the Mets always give up on their rookies too soon, or they don't develop when they should should have been developing. But now since they got a decent farm system, uh, I don't want them to get rid of every single rookie that they bring through the system just for another 10, uh, 12 year contract. And then, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a couple of those, but you can't have one of those at every position. Yeah. And because he's got the money, yeah, he's got the money to have one of those at every position, but you got to develop and bring these guys up and inject some youth into the team. And, and that's the way to go. You know, a little mix of both. They'll probably try to sign Otani. For uh, fifty million a year for ten years, like Otani's contract is going to be nuts. Well, I, yeah, him I want. You know, uh, of course, everybody in baseball him. wants him. Um, but what I'm saying yeah. is, like, you, you know, they they passed on Carlos Correa. That could have been another contract that you were locked into for twelve years. I, I think that they know what they're doing. Like, I, like I know that they are trying to not have these long contracts, these hefty contracts. They have the short term contracts, the Max Scherzer. Justin Verlander contract, even Kodai Senga is not long term. And then when right. you know your prospects come up, it'll start to to change some. But Steve Cohen came in saying, "I want to be able to compete and potentially win right now. The way to do that is to sign top free agents because I got money to blow. And then we're not gonna just trade our farm because that is our future." Yeah, I mean, you got Escobar coming off uh, contract this year. You got Mark Hanna coming off at the end of this year. But his third base and left field open up right there. So perhaps you have uh, Beatty and, and Mauricio to fill those spots a year from now. Uh, and then you get Otani for, for, for right field, and, and, and there you go. Otani to pitch and Otani to DH. Thanks for the call, Ray. Mets fans, call me up. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm seeing uh, Daryl Strawberry was down there. David Wright was down there. Adam Jones popping in to see his old skipper. Uh, who else is down there? I saw um, who was in the Ferrari. Uh, somebody was in a Ferrari. I got to find the video. I'm blanking on the name of the. Now I can't think of uh, Gary, Keith, and Ron. Wow, I'm 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 cooked. I can't think of the announcer for the uh, the Mets. Who calls the Mets game? I I know who he is. I he's he's an older guy. He was driving a Ferrari. Where's that tweet at? I think I saw it on uh, Gen NY. Mets. Either way, we got to take a break. I'll come back with it. Mets fans, call me up. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. BRB. And we're back. All right. Well, it was fun to hype the Rangers up, but... My Devils fans are laughing at the uh, 5-3 loss on the first night. Patrick Kane in the blue shirt. Rangers lose 5-3. Ottawa Senators come in and 
Rain on their parade, spoil the party. That's how it goes sometimes, though, you know? A lot of hype, a lot of expectations. Ticket prices go up, jersey sales go up, and uh, the team has a new addition to the team, and they started off all right, but ultimately they don't show up. They lose one here, and that's okay. Rangers fans, if you're coming from Madison Square Garden, I know a lot of people don't drive, so it's not necessarily you know a ton of you in the cars, but if you're listening or you're checking in, uh, call up and tell us what you saw coming from the game. Patrick Kane's first appearance with the Rangers. Let's see if I can fit in a couple calls before we go to the break. It's already almost 10 o'clock. Lou is in Astoria. What's up, Lou? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Oh, and Lou, I, I got to hold you for a second. <laughs> how embarrassing is it that I couldn't think of Gary Cohen's name? <laughs> before we went to break, I'm like, so Gary Cohen showed up in a all-black Ferrari looking like the Batmobile at spring training. And I'm like, I can't think of this guy's name, Gary, Keith, and Ron. Obviously, Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, Ron Darling. But, yeah, I blanked on that. Let's go back to Lou now. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for calling. Listen, congratulations on the, on the baby boy, okay? Thank you very much. Listen, let me, uh, before I go real quick to the Yankees, uh, with Jason Dominguez and Volpe, which I think they should be really playing in this this year, not not next year. Volpe, I mean, maybe. You know, I mean, D- Dominguez, definitely not. Dominguez is going to be in double-A Maybe get a shot this year to play in AAA. Yeah, well, Keith, Keith, Keith. He started playing when he was 15 years old. He's 20 years old now. It's like you say, it's like the Braves. Give him a chance. How many at-bats did they give him in the spring training? They don't want to start the clock on these because guys. Because of the freaking what happened to George. They don't want to pay the guy. This is the, the, the GM try to make, make him be 30 years old and become a free agent. They're afraid that he can blossom. And become a great, a great player. Let him develop. That's what I want to see. Anyway, let me go back to your, to your baby boy that you're gonna have. Let me give you an experience, okay? When I had my first baby boy, I decided something that I, I, I no regret it, but it was tough to go into the delivery room, okay, and see my 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 first boy being born. What an experience! Let me tell you something. When I went in there, there was probably a lot of delivery, and it looked like his doctor to me and he has a extra finger like a digit I say oh my god I almost fainted so in front of me the, the doctor take like a pair of scissors and got this, uh, this finger that was extra uh, and I tell you it, it was an unbelievable experience and I said to myself wow you know but it, it's a great thing let me tell you something and then Another experience talking about baseball. He went to I think my league. heart just stopped. You just scared me. Keith, <laughs> Keith, let me tell you something. I'm trying to tell you, but it's like it, it was. It's not normal, but it happens. Okay. I take him to um. Finally, I take him to little league. He's about seven or eight years old, and we're playing. Uh, you know, I, I used to play shortstop. I mean, if I was your your size, your your height, I probably would have made it to the major leagues. But I decided not to because I was getting paid. I was playing in, in, with the Goya in, in, in Central Park, and I was getting paid at that, at that time $170 a game. That was a lot of money then. But anyway, I taught my, my, my son how to play the game, and then we go to the – listen to this. We go, this is a World Series, and we make the playoff, and it's the final game of the season, Little League. 
And he's playing center field. He should have been playing short or being the pitcher. But the manager had two kids that he decided that they got to play short, even though my son was better. It's okay. He's playing center field, Keith, and his last inning of the game, 7-4, okay? Line drive to center field. My son making an outstanding play. Okay, it's two out. We only needed one more out, okay? Now the next batter hit it. A routine fly ball to center field. And my son runs away from the ball to left field. He's a young kid, you know? And we lose the game 8-7. Keith, listen to this. So I asked what happens, son. I said, Daddy, I, there was a butterfly that was black and was trying to attack me. <laughs> Keith, let me tell you something. Being a father is not easy. I had a cooler with a... It's, it's not champagne. If you ever had a sparkling cider to celebrate the victory, and when my son comes to the to the dugout, the other kids, especially the the manager's kids, say, "Listen, you ruin you ruin our game. You blew the game." And listen to this. I cry. Like, I, listen, I was I, I cry. My son never play another game again. That's how much I don't know if I needed somebody to a professional opera to help his mind. It was devastating. I hope that, listen, this is something that's not going to happen to you. But I said, I'm letting you know what is what it, what it can happen at any time. That was incredible. Yeah. Okay? I mean, you know, and, okay, let me go back to the Yankees as far as uh, <laughs> that concerned. Go for it. Um, as far as, uh, like I was talking about, uh, Dominguez, he started playing base for the Dominican Republic when he was 15 years old. He was signed at 16. Just listen. Let them play. Let them develop. That's the left fielder that I would need. And I would love to see Volpe playing shortstop. Now, and, uh, and this thing about uh, the diff- uh, changing the, 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 the clock in the game, I wouldn't mind seeing in the play. I mean, before the playoffs, what's going on here to make the, the game go faster. But uh, when it comes to the playoffs in the World Series, I don't want to see this uh, phantom in second. And all this BS about a quick pitch, let it. Let, I mean, let it. Let it go. Okay, let it go in the playoff in the World Series, because if you know there's two weeks left, who cares if the game lasts five years? I mean, five hours. You know what I'm saying? Let, I mean, what I need to see is though that the, the the umpire allow the manager to challenge it in the strike zone in case he's going to decide the game because a ball was called a strike. Take care. Thanks for the call, Lou. Robo-umps are coming. Um, Jason Dominguez has to show that he can do it at the double-A level consistently. He has to develop more than just hitting home runs. He's got to develop defensively. I know they talked about his plate discipline, and I think we've seen in spring training he looks disciplined. He's a switch hitter. Uh, but, you know, you got you kind of have to you have to show at each level that you, you're, you're too good to be on that level. You have to, like, graduate from that level. So... They're not going to skip levels with these guys. They're, they're going to make sure that these guys play a lot of games at AAA, AA, whatever it is, and, and that's why I keep saying. I know I know very well who Anthony Volpe is. I think we're all familiar with him now, but there is no fast-tracking him. I, I don't think that they want to do that. Um, he's going to be the starting shortstop for the Somerset Patriots. If you want to slide out there and go see him, I probably will. I don't, I don't see a way that they... They fast track him and the <laughs> the stories about Lou's son. What just happened? 
I don't know, bro. I'm hoping my kids got ten toes, ten fingers. Not eleven. I, I ten. Uh, that I don't. Why I, say that to an to an upcoming yeah, parent? Yeah, bro. My heart stopped when he said it looked like a butcher's, like it was blood everywhere. I'm like, oh, I like, chill. I haven't visualized. That Are you now? Question. Um, let's let's advance ourselves uh, twenty, thirty years from now. Are you going to be the dad that tells your kid, you know, I could have went to the NFL, but, you know, no, my shoulder. No, I don't even like telling anyone that I played college football on, on air because, I like, I wasn't that good. I didn't make the NFL. Like, I don't people I don't love people love doing that. Days. People love telling you how they, 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 they could have went pro, but, you know, some unforeseen circumstance yeah, happened. There's, yeah, there's always something. That's why, that's why this guy didn't Money play in the majors. or an injury. Or... Well, he listen, I mean, to his credit, he was playing in a Central Park men's league. So why play for the Yankees? I get, I get where he's coming from. I mean, why would you want to play yeah. shortstop for the Mets or the Yankees when you could play Central Park beer leagues? I, I mean, I can't, I can't <laughs> fight with him on that. Can you? I mean, seriously. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going off on. And also, I highly doubt Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner is trying to save a buck on Anthony Volpe. The eight hundred thousand dollars Volpe's going to make if they call him up. If, if if they're not going to let him develop because he's trying to save eight hundred grand on Volpe, he just gave Judge forty million dollars a year. But the eight hundred grand on Volpe is going to bankrupt him. If if they think Volpe is going to give him two hundred hits this year and, and hit three twenty, he'll be on the major league roster. Bro, the kid is fast. The kid can play defense. But we know, like, there are guys in camp that are better baseball evaluators than we are. They just are. Yeah. So if if they don't think he's ready, he's pro- probably he's not ready. Like, uh, and we can have all the debates that we want. If they think Volpe's going to have 200 hits this year and play stellar defense, Steinbrenner's not going to not telling them to hold him back because he wants to save the 800, 800 grand. I, I think they think he's going to be a pretty good major leaguer. I don't think they they're going to fast track him this year to be the opening day shortstop. And if just, you if you think he's going to be a stud, then don't fast track him. Let let him develop and be ready on and come in on time and be a because sure thing. If you fast track him and he comes and he in and he str- and he goes oh for his first twenty and, yeah. and can't figure it out. Guess what you do to his confidence? And that's the thing, bro. There's so much hype around the kid, and he handles it well. He he carries it very well. He knows. Um, but, like, take your time with it. And, and with Dominguez as well, I'm fine with it. Like, we have enough players. We have enough talent that they've paid for it. We have so many guys over the age of 30. I just don't see them fast-tracking Volpe or Dominguez. But, it, you know, they could have the most ridiculous month of March, and I still don't think that happens. That's fine. All right. It's already 10 o'clock. I've got two hours left. Marco's in here. Let's go to Marco right now with the update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 